0: Welcome to Dry Clean Only, conversations on fashion and style. I'm your host, Kristen Cole in New York. I'm a fashion consultant with 20 years experience in the industry as a high concept retailer, fashion director, founder, and buyer. On this podcast, I sit with designers, stylists, experts, authors, innovators, and leaders in the space to bring you casual conversations around the many industry topics of the moment with insights and observations along the way. I hope you enjoy. Okay, so today we have episode number 30. I can't believe I've made 30 of these things. I'm just starting to feel like I'm getting the hang of it. (laughs) Today, I have the pleasure of speaking with the women behind hunting season, one of my favorite handbag collections, they make the chicest and most timeless handbags. Available on their site, Hunting Season, as well as Net-A-Porter and Matches Fashion Online. Fresh from showing back in Paris, founders Danielle Corona and Lena Baranovsky join me to discuss the brand's global inspiration, casual elegance, and minimalist approach to design centered around craft, materiality, and tradition. Lena is based in New York and is the chief operating officer, while Daniela is the creative director and has just relocated from Columbia. I used to carry them. I own a number of their pieces, and they both have incredible personal style. Every time I run into Lena in New York, she has some incredible vintage piece on, and of course, one of their highly covetable handbags. Before we jump into the interview, I just want to acknowledge the wrap of Fall 23 Fashion Month. I still feel overwhelmed by the fashion churn and I'm not even all that product oriented anymore. So many collections. I was certainly blown away by a number of them across Copenhagen, New York, London, Milan, and Paris. But I'll tell you what stood out to me for sure without getting granular, because we've all heard and read a million critiques. What hit me this season, I just want beautiful, chic, well-made clothes for the real world. That's it. I don't want logos. I don't want fuss. I don't want viral moments. I don't want gimmicks. Extreme opulence felt really, you know, out of touch and tone deaf for the world right now. I just want beautiful pieces for a real wardrobe. So to breeze through a few things that caught my eye, Proenza, Ghani, Dior, Prada, Altuzara, Loewe, Stella McCartney was incredible this season. Jill Sander, Nelly Lotan, Another Tomorrow, Marina Moscone, many beautiful coats, of course, uh, for fall, as always, there were like a lot of tweeds and charcoal overcoats at Stella, Saks Potts had a great one, Prada, Loewe, I flagged many of these. A lot of easy, kind of oversized, casual suiting, cozy knits, and classic accessories. Smart, enduring wardrobe pieces. There were some ethereal, joyful, and more emotional pieces by Batsheva and Molly Goddard, Cecily Bonson, and Simone Rocha that were really appealing to me. Definitely where I'll go when I need a frothy, pretty, new party dress for a party or for whatever, I don't really follow trends anymore. I don't care too much about them, Um, but I definitely noticed a lot of big cozy faux fur coats on the runway and also this singular item of chocolate leather trenches. Um, I definitely want one of these. I first saw it at Altuzara. There were a number of them. Feels really perfect for next fall. Uh, a lot of talk going around about Esther Mana's collection, uh, for better or for worse in Paris. And I loved the collection by Ukrainian designer Bevsa, who showed an all black and white collection in Paris as well. In fashion news, APC, the long-standing independent minimalist French label, has just announced that it's selling a majority stake to El Caterton after thirty six years of being independent to fuel their expansion goals so well done pretty uh, incredible to make it that long as an independent lvmh prize showcased its 22 semi-finalists uh hailing from 15 countries in paris last week in a showroom and collected votes to edit down to eight finalists which should be out soon i voted for better women's wear collection from ukrainian designer and activist Julie Palipas, whose work is amazing and really high concept. And I just love what she's doing. And it seems right to support Ukrainian talent uh, anywhere we can right now. Uh, the LVMH prize website is worth checking out, not only for the talent, but it's so beautifully designed and clean and modern. It's one of the best fashion sites I've seen in a long time. If uh, anyone knows who designed it, I would love to know. Speaking of Ukrainian talent, New York-based fashion fine art photographer Yelena Yemchek has a show of her work at the Ukrainian Museum in New York City. That's in the East Village and going on right now. I hope to check that out next week. And that's it. I'm trying to keep it pretty short today. It's been a long month of fashion coverage. Thanks for listening. Always. Thanks for everyone who reaches out and brands who send me material. I feel really lucky to keep connecting and discovering new brands. So anyways, on to what you are here for, which is my conversation with Hunting Seasons, Daniela and Lena. Well, thank you both so much for joining me today. I know I've been talking about this forever, so I really appreciate you making the time.
1: Of course. We're always happy for an occasion to talk about the brand. Now we have to go
0: out and have breakfast. After yes. Paris.
1: Or a drink.
2: Or a drink. Better yet, drinks. <laughs> Let's go out for drinks.
0: Um, and Danielle. New you I am Are in you? New York, yes.
2: Okay, okay, okay. That's really nice. I, I had a similar move recently. I'm living in Florida on my family's ranch. I don't know if Lena mentioned. Beautiful. Now, I thought
0: you were in Columbia.
2: So I have been for the last 10 years. Yeah. Uh, um, and and we decided to move out here. My parents live here almost full time. And so we wanted to have a chance for my children you know, to live out here and they're still young enough. And yeah. mainly I also, you know, it was a dream always to kind of spend time here. And we yeah. were meant to be here for six months. And now, um, you know, we're, we're still here. We continue to, we're going to spend the whole school year here and then maybe stay on. We're looking, we're looking into, we're so happy here also. I mean, it's I love just,
0: this backdrop looks amazing, whatever this house is.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm upstairs in, in the office, but look at my view. So oh, it's beautiful. like it's just open space and so it's really peaceful and quiet and yeah. you know i watch sunrise and sunset every day basically yeah no it's so nice yeah <laughs> i try like you a really change of rhythm yeah um, and an interesting experience yeah yeah no it's it's
0: a good time to have a more peaceful lifestyle yeah. with everything else in the world yeah yeah i don't
1: um, have a peaceful lifestyle guys so i'll look by curious
0: <laughs>
2: So you go out to the Hamptons in
0: the summer, so you get it then.
2: Yes, yes. And some people thrive in different environments, you know, different recipe for everyone.
0: For sure, and at different times in life and all of that. Um, All right, so let's talk brand. Even though I've, you know, carried the brand and I'm such a fan, I would love to know a little bit about the brand's inception. When did you start it? How did it all kind of
2: come about? I started the brand of over 10 years ago now probably yeah. 15 now and it was really i was working in um in rome at the accessory studio of valentino mm-hmm. i was interning um and it was sort of a combination of doing something on the side it was a side project uh we made some handbags uh, always with the idea of kind of creating something that wasn't based on A logo or a big brand or trend kind of during my time in italy i visited a lot of factories i was on the you know other end production and design a few pieces with that sentiment in mind just focus on on the materials used on craft and i was lucky enough where some of these factories would actually you know work with me and make samples and that's sort of where it was born i had support you know from my family to make a few more samples and, and, you know, invest in a little bit of inventory and sell it. And from there, the brand was born. Um, and then it was a few years later before we went into retail and, and Lena joined the brand. And really, that's where we saw, you know, the brand growth and, and sort of expand, um, you know, from a creative idea and project to A real brand, exactly. Out on the market. Well, it's funny, it makes
0: sense the way you're talking about it because I always think of hunting season very much in this kind of timeless way. It's like timeless and materiality. Like those two things really stand out.
2: Good. I'm so glad. That means we're doing a good job at what at what our vision is, or speaking to our vision. And it's always just been, I've been drawn to beautiful materials and craft and I've never been into in trends and this kind of thing. And so this is sort of, a, it's more of a way of looking at things that you acquire as a collect, putting together a collection, living with things that you love, that tell yeah. a story, you know, they have more value. And I just, I think that just makes it more fun to dress up or to yeah. collect things or buy things when you yeah. have that sort of sentiment in mind.
0: And to build a real wardrobe, and I think that makes so much sense, especially with how people are shopping today, you know, so much less impulse buys, less trendy, less hype beast, you know, it's far more considered. And I think people really are starting to think about, as they always should have, you know, a real cohesive forever wardrobe.
2: As far as I really remember me in this world, I've gone to the same or similar brands or silhouettes or materials, and I just... I tend to go back to them. It's just the way I see the world or experience the world and things. And so I think that's really interesting. What so, are your go-to brands, so Jenny? I, I, I mean, I really val I shop a lot on the Real Real. Um, yeah, because I it makes sense for me to go to I don't know, an old Laura Piana sweater or jacket because I know it was well made. Yeah. I it's a fabric and material I can trust. It's usually within my color story and range. Oh uh, yeah. Um, I, I got this row set that I'm wearing now. It's a, it's a beautiful knit. Um, mm-hmm. And I know it's not at stores now. I, I sort of also like that about all of this. And yeah. I feel good that it was, you know, one man's trash, another or woman's trash, another woman's trash. It's a sort of a fun going on the search and the hunt uh, for, for that kind of thing
0: i love i love selling and shopping on the real real i yeah. wasn't that engaged in it in my old life because i was just always consuming new fashion and having stores yeah. but now i'm so much more considered
2: Get in and out of your own wardrobe you know this work this year i i use this usually for me i wear things to threads so i'll probably keep it for 20 years yeah and it's still so relevant but otherwise it's fun to think like you know well let's shift this coat or
0: something yeah I'm gonna start doing more I, I mean I have that not that much more to consign but a little I'm gonna start doing just the store credit because I do so much shopping on the real real anyway I'm like I'm just gonna start doing that it'll be more fun Lena tell me a little bit what's in your closet what else you always look amazing when I see you what else do you wear with Hunting season.
1: I'm also um, a vintage shopper. There's nothing that I enjoy more than the hunt for that like special piece that is, you know, a mystery when you walk into a room and you know people are not automatically. You know, calculating how much you spend on your yes. wardrobe or whatever it may be. That's the new Gucci. That's the yes, new product. yeah, exactly. That's the print from Valentina, mm-hmm. whatever it may be. I worked for Intermix for about eight years before mm-hmm. I joined Hunting Season. So, like you, I ended up with a lot of riffraff of kind of very contemporary oh, pieces that you yeah. know, you know, also went to the real wheel as well. But, um. On the other side of things, I did end up with these great pieces that were, you know, you know, intermixed back in the day, carried Lanvin and Givenchy and Balmont, like the old school things. And um, I still have all those pieces, those pieces I I bring out all the time and um, feel like they're still relevant and interesting. And I, I feel like it's, it's something that motivates me to go and hunt for those unheard of brands or something that's like a vintage I love vintage Yves Saint Laurent I always yeah. I'm on the real yeah. real for those specific pieces that I maybe find on first dips first and they're a bit more expensive and then I hope to find them on the real real so yeah. it's always for me a hunt for you know and I'm not I don't shop like I used to at all like I don't go and buy like a whole, a whole new wardrobe every season absolutely yeah. not I'm a, you know I'm a, the pants I'm wearing now I think I bought them like six years ago. They're Dolce and Gabbana pants, but they're like a classic tweet. I live in them still. And, um, everything feels like, you know, you want to, yeah. And invest in pieces that are going to carry you through various seasons, through various seasons of your life. Yeah. And, you know, something that can be passed down one day to, you know, I don't have daughters, but maybe Lucia, Danny's daughter. (laughs) So my pieces. I know. Well, my daughter-in-law, I guess, would be the.
0: I know that's one thing. When I sold so many things on the real real, I was like, I have two boys. Like they don't even see fashion. You know, they don't care at all. So there's nothing to save it for. And the only things I saved, I would say, whole scale would be Dries, Prada, and Celine. And outside of that, almost everything went, unless I want to wear it all the time it just I didn't have a place for it anymore and yeah I shop you know kind of like you're saying I identify kind of like one new piece for the season for like one new handbag or one new sneaker or whatever it is and that's it (laughs) I am looking at your extra large drawstring cotton stripe bag I could wear that every day over the summer. You know, that just looks like such a great with my kids in there. It looks so cute. Lena, what did, how did you get into fashion before intermix? Did you guys go to design school or fashion school?
1: I did not. I I went to school. I I, uh, majored in finance and minored in marketing. And I, my first job out of college was um, working for an insurance broker company. And I you know it wasn't I very quickly realized that it wasn't the right it was just I was living in Connecticut but it was a way to get my foot in the door and get to New York yeah. but I very quickly realized that it was not the place for me and uh, I wasn't passionate about that industry and I I met the owner of Intermix just socially somewhere and I, he was like, "Why don't you come in for an interview?" And I talked to him about transitioning into fashion. And they basically they hired me to be a stylist. I started uh, working in their Madison Avenue store and. You know, I gained so much insight into the business just from working there and met yeah. so many amazing people. I got to go to Paris Fashion Week with them yeah. and I would go to the buying appointments. So I got to really see the inner, uh, the, whole, yeah, the inner working, the wholesale side of the business, how they would structure their buys and like wh- how the appointments would be handled. And Is then the mix I- still around. It is not in a good shape. You know, they got bought by Gap um, and then they got bought by another private equity. For, they're going through a lot of changes. It's definitely went from being a mom and pop store when I worked there to very commercial. It transitioned to a much more commercial uh, boutique once yeah. it's taken over by Gap. But that was like, an amazing experience because I got to see like what I got to communicate with the customers and really understand what people were looking for what they were drawn to and then on the wholesale side as well so that was a really interesting and educational experience with that I feel like if I went to fashion school I would have probably never even learned any of this kind of you know what I mean no I
0: think like the -the on-the-job experience is so critical valuable yeah yeah Yeah. for sure
2: and And, Danielle did you what
0: did you study
2: so I did um accessory design I also am not a trained designer I sort of fell into it through yeah. projects and things. Mm-hmm. It's a world I was always drawn to, um, more of a creative world. I was always drawn to interiors, architecture, uh, you know, art. And I always lived within this world. I did an accessory design course um, for a couple of years. And then I got an internship um, to Valentino's accessory studio in Rome. And actually was led by Pier Paolo and Maria Grazia. So I felt like, I mean, little did I know, you know, it was, it's yeah. so interesting. To have been there and just, um, I was sort of, I was young and just watching and observing and taking it all in. It's so funny because on the way to, a fa- they would take me on the factory visits and I, I remember being on a train with Maria Grazia and she's like, I tell my daughter, don't go into the fashion industry, there's no money in that industry, oh You really <laughs> have to love it because it's not glamorous, you know, look at us because we would be, you know, it's yeah. definitely not the glamorous side but I happen to like that side of it. And the funny thing is that she's now, you know, a superstar in the fashion world. Totally, and I totally. her and I just, wow. And it was always well-deserved. They were, it, it was, I really feel like I am very lucky to have had that experience, you know, in Italy, specifically with them. Valentino was still at the company. He was still at the head with Giancarlo. And so, I mean, even just walking through the halls and peeking through the windows where the the women wore sewing and hand sewing, yeah. embroidery, you know, so on the couture dress dressed in white. It was all such a beautiful experience. And no, Valentino and- haute couture, like what's better than that? Yeah. It was all where we were, the offices are very glamorous in yeah. Rome. And then you yeah. go to the factories where you see, you know, the work and the leather and the tradition and the craft, and it's really, it's admirable. And and having worked on the production and development side of things, and, you know, trying to create product and pieces and make them in Colombia and different parts of the world, you really see and admire that, you know, Italy, they've just, you know, they've mastered this, they've been doing, Um, and hence, they've been doing this for centuries. And, you know, no matter where you go, you can't compete with this kind of Workmanship, Gener- the, generational craft. It is, and there's nothing. Yeah, they they know it, and you know, Lena and I have really lived that um, for the past few years with our factory in Colombia, which another amazing experience and and a very different, a lot more you know artisanal and crafted yeah. on, on one side, but um, you can never get to that quality without that kind of know how and experience, and that's just been there for centuries, and and so. That was that was my education. I I just love it. I love discovering new materials, artisans, you know, putting the pieces together and sharing that because I want someone yeah. to have this experience. I love your lizard. I have a little like powder blue lizard square clutch.
0: The
1: compact. Yes. Yeah.
2: yeah, I remember that. Yeah. So yeah, she- we are, yeah, we don't we don't work with those materials anymore. There's so anything that's on the site is sort of a very limited edition. Those were beautiful materials and we sourced them in indonesia so it was a byproduct and it was a small farm but yeah that time has sort of passed for us but those pieces yeah. i think will be something that you'll probably cherish forever mm-hmm. i i made sure to keep a couple myself and lena yeah. too because they are just they're like little jewel boxes Gorgeous. and so the actual compact it's um it's made in italy and it's something that will stay in the collection forever as well yeah. yeah i I like to make things that you're happy to live. Like I have my bag sitting on my desk always next to me. And I feel like it's important that I look at it and I admire it. And I, you know,
0: it's it's, it's It's like a beautiful object in and of itself.
2: I feel that way about the compact definitely as well. And so it's, it's still uh, one of our most important pieces, our evergreen pieces. What's the brand known for, would you say? Yeah, I like, so when we had a big moment of growth, our trunk bag, I think is what sort of set us apart in the industry because it is a it's a very it's a unique style so it's a I'll show you we have a couple of shapes um and it was always it's always been sort of our hero piece and oh, and uh, yes the foundation just within its form I think and the way that it evolved in, in the brand it was sort of inspired by these Balinese baskets that I would wear all the time. Mm -hmm. And I loved the functionality and the fact that they brought these natural fibers to this. I Mm -hmm. I always thought it was very elegant. So I would wear it for a black tie event. And I would wear it every in my everyday life. And I love pieces like that, that can kind of move with you that way. Mm -hmm. And I think because of its unique shape and closure, it was very recognizable. And it is a classic piece. I mean, we have been making that with leather and natural fiber uh, how many years, Lena? And it's still one of For our as long as bridges. I can remember. <laughs> and I
1: actually did um a col- Carolina Herrera um mm-hmm. on her the last year before she gave the reins to Wes mm-hmm. did a collaboration based on this mm-hmm. trunk bag in kind of her colorful very colorful stripes and uh, color combinations and they were walked down the runway oh, so uh, nice. at the moma for her show uh her last official show yeah. as oh, that's cool MoMA, which was really cool and it was around the same time that we did the cfda the vogue fashion fund and that shape that trunk became like
0: very visible our
1: it bag where yeah. all the girls who are you know uh, whose style we admire started yeah. to wear request and that's buy cool. into the brand. So that kind of I would say that shape really put and us on the map all- as a recognizable yeah. hunting piece. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And they write to us or call us and say, oh what do you you know if the version and satin is not available on the site, like this is the best evening bag. Like I needed it, you know, satin now or in this yeah. color. I have this event, where's the trunk in this? And that's always for us another thing that you know we're really happy and proud of is these are go-to evening bags. These these are also people, like Lena said, whose style we admire because it is a sort of timeless style, mm-hmm. people who appreciate, you know, they're yeah. gifted by every brand, but yeah. they're coming to us for their go-to evening bag. Yeah, yeah, it makes us feel like we are pursuing our brand vision and we're able to really connect that with, with the customer.
0: No, totally. And then are you still producing in Colombia or do you produce in a variety of places?
2: So we are producing in Colombia and in Spain. So we're doing our, our natural fibers and a lot of our work with our artisans are, is still based in Colombia. Mm-hmm. And our leather pieces and some of our day bags and handbags are being produced in Spain. Because the weaves and these relationships with artisans and our collaborations with them is so important to us and the brand, we'll continue that. So we're, we're always in Colombia. With, we have a studio there now that manages all of this. A lot of the leather work, Spain is actually also really great. Uh, with they, they've you know been doing it for centuries, and they have um, in in Ubrique, Spain. Mm-hmm. Um, that's an area where you find a lot of this craft, and so we're working with them. And I don't know if you saw our home collection uh, okay. yet. Gorgeous the leather, it's like where you know. I actually have one I here, love, yes, or the, behind oh, me. I have one right oh, here. That's, that's, these are so cool. the oh, yeah, <laughs> Lina, <laughs> that for me, Lina. yeah, her well merchandised <laughs> wall, yeah, <laughs> so she for me. These are pieces, and sometimes I think you have to live with them, and they just you start falling more and more in love with these pieces. So, mm-hmm. this is an artisan who is based in Colombia and he has been doing this for years. I actually purchased something from him when I first moved to Columbia ages ago. And I'd live with those, uh, with that piece. And I was just always like, someday I want to do something with you. I would love to work on something. And finally we, we got together and, and have launched the home and the molded leather collection. And it will definitely continue to be an important part of the brand. I think it complements the brand and our pieces and our vision. Mm -hmm. It's just so beautiful. It's simple. It's seamless. It's, and, and I think it's just very elegant. You, well, and these you,
0: like coffee table pieces, because I still have one of your lighters, one of your leather lighters on my coffee table. Yeah. And it's so pretty. And I, I think, yeah, you can have a really like lovely coffee tablescape from these pieces.
2: Yeah. And, and I, I, in this world, if you are looking at your purchases and you're acquiring thing and co- things and collecting things, I think these home accessories... They all live in the same world for you. It's things that you live with that you use every day or you look at every day yeah um, and so for us it was just it made sense to grow into that category and Danielle, did you grow up
0: in Colombia? or
2: no i I've lived in colombia for I lived in Colombia for ten years. My husband's Colombian
0: got so
2: it so year after dating, I moved from New York to Colombia. so my family's Cuban uh, okay. both my parents are Cuban. I'm first generation born in the u s yeah um, in Florida, yeah, and uh, my husband's Colombian, so I moved down there, and and oh. the, the brand also took a big turn uh, with that move because Colombia is so rich in craft, yeah, and. Um, you know, I I found I started to really admire and look at things in a different, you know, going from New York City and the fashion world, moving to Colombia, which is a world away, I started appreciating things that were more subtle. And, you know, it's something obviously that's always, I've always been drawn to, that you can see from the first collections, but... I started to really also work directly with these artisans, and it's so rich in craft everywhere you go. Every region has different materials they use, different fibers, mm-hmm. different artisans weaving different things. And it was just so much fun to collect things uh, from the different or indigenous tribes yeah. um, or artisans in our case. And mm-hmm. um, and we still do every time I go to Colombia. It's very special to you know acquire something new, a new mochila or this kind of thing, depending where you are. It's part of the experience. And yeah. I loved that you know the most elegant and stylish women and men in Colombia, they weren't wearing Hermes or Chanel or I mean forget anything else. Yeah. They were wearing mochilas. What is so that? So mochila, I'll show. You. It's a mochila. It's a handwoven bag, um, like a sack. Oh. Um, originally from the yes. different indigenous tribes yeah. and depending on the region and where they are they all they they all use different fibers or different patterns a lot of the times their patterns mean different things this is this is a just a, a plantain woven mochila yeah. so i've seen these they, around i've the seen name. them all around yeah and so um and so for me that was because i was always drawn to accessories and craft yeah. and i was just like yeah, this is, you know, for me, this is style. This is what's elegant. This is what draws my, this is what I want to acquire and live with and use yeah. and wear. And it's been, it's part of the experience when you travel through the country and I have a collection of mochilas. My husband has a collection of mochilas. Now my kids have their, you know, Cute. collection of mochilas. Yeah. And um, It's a way that you're supporting craft and tradition. And it's also, so I always admired that and it was something that really started to change me uh living there and and yeah. you know less and less I never i was always someone that was confused about logos and why you would want to put a logo so big on your and, bag and the billboard don't, don't want people to know how much you spent or I mean are they paying you for advertising exactly free advertisement all around the world I and uh, I mean i do i do branding is very important to me because I do think it's your kind of signature on your piece and if this is your yeah. interpretation on a handbag or something and I really so it's um, identifiable, yeah. Right, right. But uh, but that whole like logo thing and the the flashy thing, you know, coming. I really came. I also, you know, I grew up and it was a different part time in my life. But I think um, it had a big influence on the brand and, and just bringing in those materials and those concepts and yeah. and something that just was comfortable to use and yeah. Um, so yeah, there's a very like I, casual elegance to all these pieces. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I have this. This is one of our new bags that's launching now. I mean, it's a drawstring that we've done, a bucket bag that we've done before, but it's this beautiful weave. So it's sort of yeah. our interpretation of the uh, yeah. the mochila. And there's I no there's no lining. So, you know, or it's too. just, it's the weave on the inside. So the inside of the bag is just as beautiful as the outside. Yeah. So pretty. And the outside, I also, I didn't have to use so much glue. I yeah. didn't have to use more materials. So pretty. I yeah. love that yeah so they're beautiful and i think lena's using one now also um in a different color way and we're just kind of obsessed with it we like to wear them around before we launch for sure
0: you guys showed in paris this season for fall mm-hmm. and so we and, yeah uh-huh. is it a season is it a collection how are you guys approaching your sales cadence
1: So we've kind of regrouped um, because we're transitioning to um, some of the production to Spain. So we, you know, during the pandemic took a few years off from showing we're working with retailers and showing new collections and really kind of refocused on our own website, which was hadn't been a priority for us before, but really invested in inventory for our website content for our own website. And, you know, as we started to create new collections for our own website, you know, the interest started to arise from the retailers. And we decided to bring on two online retailers, which is Matches and Netta And they Fast. just launched our collections. Um, they've always been great partners for us, yeah. and easy to work with. And we love the teams there. Um, and it kind of, you know, you really need the retailers to, continue building the brand awareness and the brand credibility. Totally, Um, It's another touch point for a customer who's, you know, be familiar with the brand. We used to show four seasons. So we decided to show three seasons with four drops.
0: Okay. That's Um, great.
1: We might, you know, reduce to two seasons going forward. We're still kind of deciding on that, depending if we decide to more retailers right now we're kind of focused on our own website and those two retailers yeah. so we showed the fall winter collection in paris um at this beautiful japanese um tea house um and Where about? what neighborhood in the Marais. it's called Ogata. um it's really beautiful it's a japanese restaurant they have a gallery they have a tea house and they have a boutique um ogata O G A T oh, A. Heather, there. Where do you stay? Uh, we're we stayed in Saint Germain. We we used to stay in That's Place right. Vendôme, but yeah. we decided to do a fresh new starboard. We decided new new place to show, new hotel. That's we great. kind of wanted like to revamp our own kind of creative process,
0: new as experience. Well. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I always stayed on the left as well because I love like
2: the Saint Germain area and. Danny really loves yeah, the hotel, yeah, the Hotel sh- 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 La sh- Bay. It's actually a tiny hotel. It's similar to Duc de Saint simon maybe in the very small boutique, traditional Parisian hotel. yeah, um and it just has the rooms are tiny and sweet. It's like a little a little box, yeah. almost but like a beautiful little box, and you go down and there's a a garden um i like where you sit for coffee and i just i really like walking around and being in that area um, so if i lived, I lived in paris, paris i would live there I lived in paris for a few months um and that's where i lived and so yeah. any any opportunity to come back it just feels yeah yeah you know, and you're a bit removed from the fashion from the very fashion which is yes it's quieter you know it gives us a break from mm-hmm. from the work that but we also like to you know pop over and, and yeah. check in with everyone, which is really nice as well.
0: Do you ever go to Le Camtois? Okay. So that's the hotel that I always stay in right okay. there. Which is okay. also quite tiny. And I stay there because of that food. I mean.
2: I yeah. I used to go there actually um as well uh, uh when I lived there. I, I lived um
0: okay. on ship which is just around the corner that's so nice have you ever done any pop-ups or any physical experiences have you done that not yet but we would love to a little
1: shop and shop inherits one year this is like three three four years ago a little pop-up which was really nice and i think that's something we kind of want to work towards you guys should do
0: something in the hamptons one summer I feel like a lot of people do these like pop-ups in Amagansett and East Hampton and even Sag Harbor.
2: But yeah, yeah. it's a nice way to walk people through the brand and the brand vision. They understand yes. the brand. Now that we have home as well, we keep thinking, you know, people need to see these pieces and touch them and feel them. No, that would be very cool. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, anything you guys have done recently or any places you've gone to
2: that you've found inspiring? So for me, I I will say that definitely moving here. Now I've had such a change. I was living in Bogota, which is a big, busy, congested city. Um, I was in the mountains, but, you know, it's a very big, busy, and kind of dirty in certain parts, a polluted city. And just coming out here and spending time and watching the seasons change and... I I laugh with Lena and I'm like, I'm, you know, watching the grass grow, but it is such an important concept and part of the ranch. This is a conservation property. So we have so much wildlife. And Um, it's like, when you start paying attention, you start seeing so much. I've been here for 40 years. I've been coming for 40 years. You know, I grew up on this ranch and it's like living Mm -hmm. It's a very different experience. And so um, for me, I really brought that into, I think just my everyday life. And which is obviously, you know, we, we live this, the brand. And um, I yeah. think you'll, you'll start to see it more and more. Very cool. How about you, Lena?
1: Um, I would say, you know, for me, what kind of inspires and motivates me personally is being around people that are motivated and inspiring. Yeah. Yeah. So I kind of try to surround myself with friends or women who are doing something that yeah. i find interesting or inspiring and it motivates me to be like oh my god like i want this you know, it kind of yeah. gives me that energy with the people i surround myself with yeah. is you know uh, it gives me that extra push um yeah. obviously like being in new york you're constantly stimulated with various things yeah I go to the opera pretty often. I always find that so beautiful, and it's a. I we just went to see an opera called Fedora, which was hasn't been in uh, made its debut in twenty five years. So that was really kind of those cultural experiences that you get to have in New York. I find very important and inspiring as well. Um, You know, when uh, our next Paris trip in June will be. I'm like I'm going to the opera in Paris. What they were able to create. In you know those centuries are so beautiful, and and that's how kind of I grew up. My mom was really into the arts and music. She always took me to the theater when I was growing up. Um, so she kind of, she also lives in New York, and we we kind of tend to do those things together, which is really nice.
0: That's
2: so Um, nice.
1: I am going on a trip to Egypt soon with my kids, so I'll probably come back very much with a lot of kind of yeah energy energy yes exactly yeah
0: yeah I feel like I take advantage of the culture in New York so much you know art and everything I, I haven't been to the ballet but I'm going I'm taking a friend for her birthday to the New York City ballet so I'm really excited I think that'll be so fun but in Paris I'm sure like you guys I always had such a packed schedule I never did anything besides fashion so next time I go back it's going to be all culture I know my
1: mom just spent like three weeks there and like she came back with all the things that I've been wanting to do yeah. But like you know we used to go to Paris four times a year and I'd be like yeah. we'd be lucky to get a walk in through like the streets just because we were you know totally, totally.
0: yeah a restaurant was like the best I could touch yeah. any culture outside of fashion but never had time for art which is kind of tragic. So I hope, yeah, you make time for that. Thank you guys so much for joining me. It's just so nice to see you. And There's more, we
2: haven't seen each other for so long. I know, <laughs> I know. It's so nice
0: to see to see you both. Lena and I got to catch up recently. I but heard, it's so, nice. yeah. it's so nice to see you. I'm such a fan of the brand. Thanks, Thanks for
2: having us. Yeah. So fun to connect.
0: All, All right. right. Well, we'll, see we'll see be in touch
2: also. soon. Nice, good time. One. Nice, nice to see you. Nice to see you. you. Bye. Bye.